Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And we're back for another episode. Today, we're going to have a very special guest on the podcast. But before we get to that, we are going to talk about things um, in our profession as an SLP that help us to work smarter and not harder. Because I know you've definitely heard us say this job is challenging and you have to write these reports and things that just take a lot of time. So we wanted to chat about different things that we do that make our job a little bit easier. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is report writing, right? So Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. let's dive into that. Cause I, and I think it's funny because, um, report writing, you'll hear our guests talk about this in a little bit actually, but it changes over time, right? Like not just as we grow as an SLP, but also as times change, like wording sometimes has to change a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. based on whatever, um, whatever setting you're in, obviously that might have different stipulations. So you do have to flex depending on where you are and how much time has passed. Um, but I think the biggest thing that's helped me overall, at least when it comes to like report writing is having shells of things like Mm -hmm. having, um, Right now, I mean, because I work in a university clinic right now, we just have, I mean, Rachel, you probably remember like yeah. from university, you have a template yeah. that you just, I shouldn't say just filling because it's so much more than that, mm-hmm. but you at least have like an organized method. And I think everywhere I've been like across three or four different settings have had something like that. And I know for myself in private practice, I have that for myself now too, where it's just like a shell and I, I still have to like fill in sentences, but I at least know the organization of it. Yeah. Um, that's like the biggest part, but I still think it is hard to write up individual scores and individual observations. Like that is what takes the most time for sure. For sure. Yeah. So one thing that changed for me this school year was our district special ed department um, is now requiring that on an evaluation that requires more than one discipline so that like picture not a speech only evaluation on a combined evaluation like that where we have the psych the resource room teachers doing testing speech maybe otpt i don't social work whoever we now write one combined report. So all of our stuff goes on the same report. And, um, you know, like the beginning is like all of that demographic information, like birthday, age, address, all of that. Then there's the background information section. Then there's the whole section that's all of the psychologists, you know, and so on and so forth. But before that, there we were just all left to our own devices like I write the speech report and social work does their report and the parent would get all you know like maybe up to six or seven reports at an evaluation results meeting so I kind of love um it's a very hot take in my district because I that is not the same opinion everywhere but Mm -hmm. I like it because of the template feel because everything then going forward is going to be so uniform. Yeah. And I hate like 
I'm thinking back to my CF year, like I would write a report and then I go to write another report and I'm like, oh, I forgot to include the referral reason right. on this. So I need to, you know, and they all looked like hodgepodge yeah. mismatchy. So I actually ended up just like you said, like making a shell of a mm. report. Yeah. And then, you know, based on whatever tests you're doing, you mm. input that information and the rest is obviously up to you to write and kind of go about however yeah. you're going to do that. Yeah. I think that's so much better for the person reading it to like mm -hmm. for the parents. Yeah. Um, right. It's way less overwhelming than getting all six or seven different yeah. disciplines. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. I think again, depending on where you're at, like schools for sure. Like, I feel like you guys have the hardest documentation because it is so involved, especially for evaluations. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very involved, which is amazing because it's so detailed and there are so yeah. many different disciplines involved. Um, but it is very lengthy. I know like an outpatient and private practice, we are able to make it a little bit more condensed and, again, with private practice, you can do whatever you want, which is nice. Right. I know that that's why sometimes people go into it because you mm -hmm. can control it. Um, but I know for me too, like another thing that I struggled with a lot was like organizing the tests. And I mm -hmm. know at least from like an outpatient and now like where I'm at in a graduate clinic standpoint, we have so many tests that it's like, it's great. And I feel very lucky that I have access to all those tests, but sometimes it's hard when we get these clients into like organize my brain with, okay, what am I going to do? Especially with adults, uh, mm -hmm. because there are so many adult assessments. So we actually have like an eval we've, um, within the last couple of years, we've created like a invent an eval inventory list. And so there's like columns with oh. the eval name and then it's like adult or peds. And then it's the disorder area. Um, and then I forget, there's one more that maybe explains a little bit about like the moderate to oh, sure. severe, like what, what you're looking for. Cause for example, dementia tests, like oh, there yeah. are like a billion different dementia screenings mm -hmm. and tests, but some of them are really only meant for like moderate to severe versus a more cognitive based assessment that you should do if it's earlier onset mm -hmm. dementia. So, um, I think making lists as like silly mm -hmm. as it sounds, um, to organize the, evaluations that you have, um, or maybe even treatment materials you have can be really helpful so that you can yeah. quick look at it. For sure. We, I actually did that for my department because mm -hmm. in the school district, like I don't have every single assessment housed in my building. Like right. every school has their own self and has their own GFTA. And mm -hmm. then all of the other assessments are just housed in different buildings dependent upon their need. Right. So like there's an SSI that floats around, right? Cause th I think there's a couple mm -hmm. and we have a spreadsheet that says like what building they're currently housed at. So that way you don't have to go email the whole department who has this, then they answer. Yeah. You can just email that SLP directly and say, Hey, I need this, like mm -hmm. whatever, schedule a time to pick it up. Yeah. I feel like another thing that I have definitely leaned into as far as making things easier are making Google forms or surveys for people yeah. to fill out. Mm -hmm. So before, like if a student or excuse me, a teacher wanted to refer a student for concerns for articulation or stuttering or language, they would email me or stop me in the hall and ask. Then I would go get them a form, put it in their mailbox. They would fill it out, give it back to me. 
then I would interpret it and put it in the computer anyways. Gosh, so many steps. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I was like, we're done with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I made the Google form, you know, with all the same information that they would have written down anyways. I send it out to the entire school at the beginning of the year. Here's the referral form. Like, please save it in your favorites. And now whenever they need to fill it out, they already have it. I get an email straight to my email whenever it's filled out. So I know it's not like I'm going to check all the time. Um, And then I think I shared a couple episodes ago when we were talking about visuals and different AAC stuff. I did the same thing for if teachers want to request any visuals and same thing. We don't have to do that like back and forth, back and forth. They fill it out. I get an email and get the resources to them. This is amazing. I This is why I love doing this because my gears are turning. Like I don't know why I've never thought to do a Google form, especially for the stuttering evaluations I do. Oh, yeah. So heavy in questionnaires. Mm-hmm. And these questionnaires are like, they've gotten so lengthy for me mm-hmm. because I've like taken pieces from like all these different CDUs yeah. I've gone to. And it's so lengthy and to make it into a Google form where parents can just like click fill it out online. That's Mm -hmm. genius. I love that. And then you can (laughs) even link your Google form. So it puts all of the responses in a Google sheet, which is like Excel. Mm -hmm. And then it's all there on the same line. I see you writing that down. (laughs) Yeah, I am because that's the kind of thing, like I've just done it that way for so long. I think we get like that. Like I know that there's SLPs out there that get like that you've Mm -hmm. done something for so long and then it's just the way it is when really there could be something faster Um, even if it involves more technology I feel like sometimes we're afraid to involve more technology because we're not super Mm -hmm. we may not be super techie um so I'm really excited for you guys to hear from our friend Kelly because there's a lot to, to add with that for sure I don't know if I have anything else I necessarily do day to day. How about you, Rachel? I have one more and that is something that I implemented. I don't know when did we started our private practices in 2020. So I would say by 2021, Mm -hmm. I had like this, I don't know, shortcut up and running is for my private practice clients Mm -hmm. for some or no, I would say for most, but not all, I write a session note as we're going. And Mm -hmm. then I like to write like a couple things that you guys can focus on until we meet next time. Mm -hmm. And I was doing that, but then like taking a picture to save for myself, but then giving them that one. And it was just like clunky and didn't make sense. So I ordered carbon copy notes. So that way I write them all down I tear it off at the end. They get a copy and I get a copy for my client's folder or record. Um, Great. Which is so nice because then like you write it that you're already doing it and then you're done. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Take a picture. Remember to put it in their file or email or whatever. Yeah. And so it's interesting you say that because I used to do that too. And I would keep like, I still have them like binders. Yeah. And finally I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, we're done. (laughs) So now, I mean, I take the extra step. Like I often, a lot of mine are telepractice, so I can type Mm -hmm. as I go. Oh yeah. But some of them I do train, like if I Mm-hmm. There are tick. I usually do it on my paper pen just because it's easy. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's great. That's a genius move. I wouldn't even have thought of. And they're like cheap. I don't know. I don't, I get in my head yeah. that like, you can't do that. It's too expensive. You look it up. It's not expensive at all. I'm and sure. guess what? The time saved is so worth it. You probably get hundreds of them by yeah. the back too. So like yeah. you have a bunch of them. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah. I know for, we can do a whole, um, 
episode on this someday, but I always see in private practice groups, like, how do you take data? What's the, yeah. what's the system you take? And so I just want to ask, because maybe this will be a new episode for us. Do you, you, do you use like any simple practice or like anything that a lot of people use as a way to like compile your, um, like soaps or like notes from sessions? I don't, I don't either. Know, no, I don't either. That is so. one flunky thing yeah. that I do especially in the schools when it's time to do progress reports, yeah. I pull up the student's data log yeah. and then I go through and I'm like, okay, what? Okay. I did yeah. following directions on these dates yeah. and I do the app, but that is not efficient at yeah. all. Well, and so it's interesting. So if anyone has any like strong feelings about it, because people in the Facebook groups usually have very strong feelings. Yeah. About <laughs> I still just use like a Google doc cause I have mm-hmm. Google suites. So I just put like everything in there, but yeah. same, it's a little all over the place. It's a mm-hmm. little messy. Um, but I have just not been ready to pay the fees for yeah. like, an online electronic EMR system or whatever. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe someday. something to think about. I did already write it down for a future episode. So, well, maybe, maybe Kelly will have some ideas for us too. Actually, yeah. she could probably create something for Honestly, probably. Yeah. We should ask her. (laughs) I like it. it. Well, enjoy our interview with her. It is awesome. So today on the podcast, we have our friend, Kelly Moot, who we actually went to grad school with. So Rachel and I are really excited to talk with her. Um, She's going to be sharing some of her resources that she has on Teachers Pay Teachers and sharing why it's so important. So Kelly, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I guess first, just tell us about yourself as an SLP. Okay. So this is my eighth year as an SLP, and it's my fifth year being in an elementary school. And I, so I love being a speech therapist, but one of the, my biggest complaint, I guess, would be the mountains of paperwork that we all have. And just doing monotonous things that could be faster. So that's, that's pretty much why I started my teachers pay teachers account is to improve or streamline the efficiency of paperwork. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because the reports that we do are, you know, very important, and it tells us a lot of information, but it could always be improved with uh, just the amount of time that it takes. Yeah. And especially with caseload sizes and everything, like I, I can't imagine, especially working in a school, like it's, it's a big load for you guys, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I feel like one thing, like when I first started off, right, like in our CF year, when we don't like know anything and you're just thrown into a job, I would start writing the reports, right. And like going to the manual and looking at the description of the, the um, subtest and whatever, just like going through the flow. And then eventually I was like, I cannot look it up and write the same paragraph in a different way again. Um, So I love things that make the job like work smarter, not harder, which is kind of where I feel like all of your resources are really rooted in. Um, Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the resources that you created and that are available on your Teachers Pay Teachers store? Yeah, definitely. So, well, actually, the reason why I started creating them is because or why I started posting things on Teachers Pay Teachers is because I, you know, my dad's a semi-retired engineer who's all about spreadsheets. So I've always been pretty good with spreadsheets, but 
some of this is way over my head with the coding, but it's all things that, you know, I, I said, man, I'm so tired of, like you said, writing the same mm -hmm. exact same phrase over and over again. And especially, I guess my biggest or my first one that I really went to him and said, help me, please, <laughs> was for counting the evaluation timeline. Mm -hmm. So for like in Michigan, we have 30 school days. So it's easy if it's 30 calendar days, but school days, you have to take into account, well, we had a snow day. Oh, mm -hmm. we have you know, holidays coming up. So for every evaluation, I'd sit down with my calendar, count it out once, mm -hmm. count it out again, just to make sure yeah. I did it right. And that's valuable time that could be spent with kids, mm -hmm. you know? So that's, that's actually a resource that I have posted for free online. And once you download it, you put your school calendar in there and then, you know, you put in the day, the consent form was signed, and then it tells you 30 school days. And then actually other states, I'm pretty sure have different timelines. So yeah, I was going to ask Claire, what was yours when you were in Ohio? I don't remember. You're saying well, this, Kelly, and I'm like, what? I I like vaguely remember that wording, but I don't remember. <laughs> so sorry. I feel, no, you're fine. I feel like, so I'm in a bunch of, you know, like the mm -hmm. school SLP groups or whatever. And I was actually just reading a post on this, I think last week where one school said they got 60 school days or what, I don't know what wow. state they were in. And another person from another state said that they get the 30, but as soon as the student hits I think five absences during those 30 days, mm -hmm. it gets bumped out another 10 days or two weeks, oh which like, sorry, this is getting like very niche for the crowd that's listening, but that would be huge. I would love that. Cause there's so many times where I go to a VALA student, right. And there, maybe there's a bunch of us on the evaluation. So the psychologists and the OT, PT, speech, social work, whatever. And we're all trying to get this student that's always absent. That would be huge. Yeah. I, I wish. Yeah. And what's really cool is when you download it, like you can, you can customize that. Like yeah. we have a spot yeah. where it says how many, how many days for the evaluation and for mm -hmm. ours, I have 30 and then another line or another row, it says include weekends or not. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to say in Ohio, they have 60 calendar days. That's yeah. what I, I was going to say that too, but I don't want to be wrong. I felt like it was longer than 30. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, 60 sounds about right. Yeah, but when you take out the the weekends, well, right? Yeah, you know it just changes for sure. But it is really different anywhere you go. So, and then at the at the beginning of the school year, everybody will have to re-download it and then mm -hmm. put in the school days because it it kind of alters the coding of it all. So, but what a cool, amazing, yeah, that's so great to use. And that that one's posted for free on my Teachers Pay Teachers. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I have a bunch of different Google sheets mm -hmm. and so several of them go directly along with different assessments that I give a lot. So like the self five for, I'm working on the whole self for the language and that one's, there's a lot of really cool different parts in that. And this is going to get really, really specific to this <laughs> test, but, um, on that, it calculates the age at testing for the student. 
And then once you put in this, so after you administer the assessment, you put in the scores that the student received, and then it'll automatically populate the score descriptors. So like average, borderline, low, and like you said, Rachel, like even still, I don't have yeah. them memorized that yeah. very low, but four is low. So I'd yeah. still pull it up constantly. Actually, mm -hmm. I, I had it printed and tacked onto my cork board next to my desk at school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now it's really nice that I just put in the number and it populates mm -hmm. there. And then what's also super cool is then the scores from in the tables get transferred down to sentences that have, you know, the student demonstrated a relative strength in their receptive language skills and a weakness in their expressive language skills. And then it puts the scores Awesome. And then under so that, nice. so nice. It's so convenient. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. And then there's a strengths and weaknesses tab where I sat down and I went through all of the subtests on the self and then put, you know, what I usually write in my reports, like students struggle with two-step directions, um, or actually they did well with two-step directions and struggled with three and four step. So in there, you just put X's where they struggled or where they did well. And then it just automatically concatenates into a paragraph that you can copy and paste into your report. And mm -hmm. like, it doesn't replace, you know, a speech therapist's skill or anything. You still have to like proofread it and make sure everything's correct. It's just, instead of sitting down and typing the same paragraph, you can just put X's and it automatically concatenates for you. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that's so important to say, like, it doesn't replace our skill, but it just makes us more proficient. Like mm -hmm. I, we didn't say that from the beginning, but that's your name on teachers. Pay oh, teachers yeah. is the proficient SLP. Um, and so I guess going off of that, like, how do you feel like this helps support other SLPs being proficient, being effective just overall in their therapy? Oh, it's, it, it's massive because yeah. it, it just allows us to dedicate more time to what's most important, which is the right. students yeah. and, you know, the clients or whatever setting, because even, even though I'm specifically in the schools, like you give these assessments across different settings. Right. So, and I do have, um, I have one for the PLS strengths and weaknesses um, that makes those paragraphs. And that's specific to the Michigan parent and teacher input forms mm -hmm. that are free online. You know, anybody mm -hmm. can, find them and use them. Same with that, where it has columns where the student never has difficulty. The student frequently has difficulties. Those you just, it's so much faster. You just mm -hmm. hold up, pull up the, the spreadsheet, put the X's, copy and paste. Yeah. The um, first thing that I thought of when you said it gives um, SLPs more time, right? Is like, think about the amount of time that could then be focused on like a really great informal or formal speech sample. I feel like that's one thing, um, at least in my job, that it's like there's not enough time to do like this big, lengthy, in-depth look. Like, yes, I do one on all of my evaluations and include like, right, a descriptive whatever narrative paragraph of how that went in the report and blah, blah, blah. But there's so much more time that could be focused on that, that could be focused on 
multiple observations of the student, like not only in the classroom setting, but say you're looking at a student for pragmatic language, you can now do another observation in a special or at lunch or at recess during those like unstructured times. Um, and that just like adds so much more that you could be doing, but instead you're writing reports. <laughs> Not to mention, like, I know a lot of us write reports on the weekends. Or I was going to say school. personal time. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Gives us some of our time back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so important because we all have lives and families. Mm -hmm. and... and we should yeah. be away from work for a little bit. I remember yes. starting in the schools, like I was doing reports until like nine or 10 at night, most mm -hmm. nights, especially for the first year, like it's no joke and it takes a while to become comfortable doing it. So having a system that, like you said, streamlines it for you is just so helpful. And even just looking back, I had stumbled upon a report that I wrote maybe in my first or second year. Mm -hmm. And just out of curiosity, because I do have some like report shells on my mm -hmm. teachers, pay teachers as well. Just because, you know, after this is my eighth year, after so many years of just, I don't know, seeing different how people write their reports differently. And, oh, I really like how they phrased that. And I mm -hmm. like made that table. You know, I, I like my shells that I currently have. So I'm like, well, I might as well post those too. Yeah. Because if I was just starting out, you you know, it's useful to have stuff like that. Exactly. And yeah. in my old reports, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't, I was not detailed at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I was doing the best that I could at that right. time. Yeah. But now my reports are a lot more detailed and informative and, and this, these Google sheets help speed that up you know, which is pretty yeah. cool. And I, I do have two different social skills checklists as well that are free online that I found. And they're pretty useful, especially like for when you're evaluating for autism mm -hmm. and the same thing, like you, of course you have to sit and think through, you know, what is this telling me, mm -hmm. but it just, it will just write the paragraphs for you. Which is so nice. Do you see yourself like down the road adding on additional assessments or anything like that? Definitely. So I'm I'm really always like brainstorming like how I can improve my paperwork efficiency. So um actually one of our one of my coworkers is the our MTSS interventionist. So she she works with the kids that are struggling before you know getting formal special education services. And so her boss had came to her and said, all right, now I need you. This was, I think the end of last year, maybe they said, all right, in two days, I need you to give me where all the kids started their starting scores and their ending scores, how much growth they made. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for, she does several cycles a year. And I think she said she has 40 kids in the current cycle. So she was like, oh my gosh, I've been handwriting all of this. And mm. I said, all right, we need, to, we need to do something about that because, and like, so they're using BAS assessments. Mm -hmm. So those are letters. So they went from J to M or whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, now I need to pull yeah. the alphabet and yeah. count. And and yeah. then figure out how many levels. So yeah. 
my dad and I created one that goes along with that and that's posted on there too oh my gosh wow a worker of the year yeah seriously (laughs) she got me a card after that I was like oh my gosh I love this stuff yeah texting my dad like hey I got a new project (laughs) so seriously I'm like oh my gosh please do not spend hours and hours doing this because once we figure out the code you just copy and paste yeah yeah just it's and she works so hard I know we all work so hard but I'm like oh my gosh no let's let's finish this before you're doing it until 10 p.m right exactly so that's such a cool thought like expanding it not even to just standardized tests but like other areas like grading and other areas as well like that would be so cool yeah so if if you guys or any listeners have any ideas for spreadsheets to improve efficiency mm-hmm. i do have an email it's the proficient slp at gmail.com oh the floodgates that. are gonna open for I, sure. oh, I, love <laughs> no, I would love that and i like i'm on so many facebook you know school speech therapist pages and i don't want to say i'm like trolling it but whenever people are like oh does anybody know how to make this more efficient i'm like yeah let's like and there there was one that um a lady said that she I think she was a teletherapist and she was just introducing herself to her whole caseload Mm -hmm. and she wanted to say you know the frequency that she saw her students their most recent IEP when the next one would be how often she's going to see the kid and she's like oh my gosh I'm writing the similar phrase that Mm -hmm. I'm sending to all these people so my dad and I created one and that's also posted oh my gosh and you just copy and paste so for all my new students this year I just put that information in there and just yeah you know it it did it for me so but that's amazing because so many SLPs don't have that like excel type brain or that like mechanical type brain so to be able to have that resource is so nice. Listen, I'm impressed when I can do like on a Google sheet and I get it to some like add oh, yeah. numbers up. I'm like, oh, I'd see Magic. I did learn something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so all of this that you've done, I mean, Kelly was showing us the forms um before we hopped on mm-hmm. because there were some new ones that we hadn't seen. And you can see the code at the very top. And it's like a truly it is like a different lo- language. Yeah, Would you agree? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I would say I'm pretty good at Excel and Google sheets, but wow, this, it just totally takes it to another level. So that's where my semi-retired engineer (laughs) father comes in. (laughs) And actually all my coworkers are like, Hey, do you think you and your dad can figure this out? I'm like, if I can't, he can. I love that. He loves it so much too. He's so sweet. (laughs) Yeah. He, uh, right when we started, he would text me be like, all right, I finished what you asked. Like, Aww. what else can I work on? <laughs> so it's been a really fun project for us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's it. so cool. That's awesome. And, and actually one more thing about the, the evaluation date counter. So we had it set up to say, all right, here's the day you signed it. Here's the day it's due. But then a, an administrator purchased it and then left a a review and just said I really like this but is there any way to reverse it so I know the day it's due Mm -hmm. and I was like smart sure 
So we, we did that. And I actually now use that, which is so funny because I never thought I would. But looking ahead, now I have a list of kids that I know when their evaluation yeah. is due. And now I say, all right, I have to sign the consent form by this date to give us the full 30 school days. Wow. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that, you know, that administrator from who knows, Texas or wherever really made a difference in yeah. great too. So the feedback is awesome. Yeah. I was going to say just putting like more brains into it too, can give you more ideas oh, yeah. to like make. That's awesome. Yeah. Someone recently um, on like the Q and a page of teachers pay teachers left me. Um, I don't remember exactly what it said, but she said, Hey, could you do this? Oh, it was a, about a soap note for, she must be in a different setting. And I said, absolutely. But I, I'm not in that setting, so I would probably need to collaborate with you. I said, right. send me an email and we'll we'll get working on it. And then, you know, she could have it for free. And then when we're done, I can always post it. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. So smart. You're doing such good work, Kelly. I'm so excited for you. It's, <laughs> so awesome. it's honestly so much fun and yes. it's just satisfying. Yeah. And they're, they're real things that, you know, I've been using for a year or two. And so I feel like not to sound corny, but I feel like it'd be a disservice not to share it because for sure. it's made such a big difference in yeah. the way I operate. Yeah. That's what Rachel and I were just, we, we just had that on, I think our goals episode, Rachel, where we mm -hmm. talked about sharing things on teachers, paid teachers. And it's like, I always urge like my grad students to share stuff they make. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. you spent the time doing that. You might as well put it out there for a couple dollars and like, yeah buy yourself dinner from it or something, you yeah. know, and it's not even about making money, but it is about, you know, if somebody has the idea sharing it so that other people can benefit and then also like decrease their time load that they're working on stuff like that. Like why reinvent the wheel, you know? And honestly, teachers pay teachers is so like user-friendly. Exactly. Yeah. And especially like for my, I'm not saying my cover sheets or uh, whatever icons that I have for each of oh, my yeah. products mm -hmm. is perfect, but with Canva, you know, they make exactly. it so easy to mm -hmm. create a beautiful image that yeah. takes no time. And, and it's always, you know, you can never have enough resources. Right. For sure. I totally agree. Well, we know that we can find you on your email. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Is there anywhere else that you want to share with listeners? I think you're on Instagram too, right? Yes, I just started it, Yay. but it's at the Proficient SLP as well. Perfect. Yay. And that's your name on Teachers Pay Teachers also, right? Yes. Proficient SLP. And we'll put all of that in the notes. Yay. Well, awesome. Anything else that you want to share before we wrap this up, Kelly? No, I'm just, please email me if yeah. you think of anything, because there's never enough mm -hmm. projects going you know. For sure. Well, and we appreciate all the work you're doing. That's seriously, yeah. so you're helping a lot of people clearly because you're getting so much feedback from it. So that's awesome. That's a blast. I really seriously enjoy it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been great. Yeah, thank you for having me. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at supersweetspeech or on my website, speechissupersweet.com. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech 
or on Facebook on Kindly Speech. And then you can email Rachel and I if you have any questions or concerns. We are Let's Talk About Speech Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks.